It's a long way down, living six feet off the ground. But no matter how much I slouch, I know I'll never blend in with the crowd. It's a long way down. Your best grip yet? Oh no no no! This weekend, like basically, okay. basically, uh, if you give me anytime I get a script, I'm uh-huh. I do I I truly do my best to read it the weekend that I get it. Okay, that's that's, um, a, good, that's a good policy. But but I am very comfortable taking the full two weeks that are uh, probably the, the, the industry standard. standard. Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh god, it that bothers like so much. Does it? Well, yeah, especially because of her like ability to. Pump out, do stuff quick. Yeah. Do stuff quick. So she'll get notes on like a Thursday or a Friday. Spend the weekend rewriting the script, emailing it to them on Monday, and then if she hasn't heard wait, by and like then wait, and then waiting. Yeah. by like Wednesday or Thursday, she's like, "It's their job to read this script. Why aren't they doing it?" Especially because like you, yeah. it's not your job to read the script. No, it's not. But no, I'm just a very nice guy. You're just a very nice guy. Yeah. But for her, it's like it's their it's literally their job. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I will say like, um, o- I think only writers truly understand that frustration. Um, and so it's and, and so it's like that's part of why I do I got the policy of like try and get to that the weekend because that's how I would prefer to be treated. Um, no, I have to. But um, I have to read some. You just remind me that I have to read some of the scripts because they sent me. Yeah. It recently. Yeah. Like this week. Sometimes I forget and then I feel really bad, but. Uh, I don't think I've ever forgotten to read one of yours, but I don't make I don't let you forget. Yeah, no, that's true. You're actually good about it. I, I, I will say, like, I um, I probably said exactly this and exactly this phrasing to you before, but like, I feel like one of the days that I that I realized I'd, I'd become a man was was when somebody reached out to me with like notes uh, on a script that I had sent them like three months ago, um, and I completely had forgotten that I'd send it to them. Like, I remembered once they sent it back to me, but but like, <laughs> but what I found is that since my um, since my uh, since my my brain just stopped caring because because usually when I first started writing scripts I'd send them out and like like you know I gotta wait like two weeks before I can start bothering them but like I really used to give me notes now and somewhere around like late twenties I just stopped caring like 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 it was like I, I'm 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 interested in the notes but it's like but something happened to my brain where like when I send something off I then forget about it and I really and like I'm not just making this up like I really do forget about it like i think like i remember I think once in a while but like part of it is i think for me originally you know you only have two or three projects that that i think that's part of so it. you're yeah. like you're like oh man I, like i hope i get back because you're just like I, I have nothing else to work on and eventually if you're good and you want to do this you keep making the stuff even when you don't get into the notes so yeah. now i'm getting to the point where i have like three or four scripts that i can just sort of like go back to that aren't like done yeah Exactly. That I will work on. Plus, you know, I've got like, I've got three ideas that aren't even like in a script format that are like basically just outlines at this point that, that I'm like, I don't really, ha- this is just an idea. Mm. I don't even have a plot for this yet. I just think it's an interesting idea. And when it comes to me, it'll come to me. Yeah. Try writing a one sheet for it. I've started doing. Oh that no, I've stuff. like I've yeah. I've got like half a page for some of them, but like again, it's it's mostly just premise. But I, I mean, literally, like, do you know what a one like you know the the format of a one sheet? It's kind of like a pitch sheet. Maybe. Like in it's 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 like logline, couple of characters, a couple of oh, paragraphs of like. Oh, I you know I don't I don't have those for honestly. Normally, what I do is I just I go from outline to script to. Me too, but what I'll say is as I've gotten closer and closer to maybe like 
some actual work. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I've found that if I have an idea, like you're saying, like a, sort of a little idea that I'm not sure, but uh, mm -hmm. there's something there, you can put a one page together and you can kind of hide the plot details you don't have yet within that, within that structure. Mm -hmm. And then if someone's interested, then you just, then you hammer it out. That's not that hard. Like, I, I, like once there's I motivation, should, it's more interesting. I should do that for one idea that I have. And I don't even remember the log line at the moment, but inspiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, it's about vampires. Okay. All right. So there's a market. Uh, well, that's the thing for, uh, uh, 31 days of night. Yeah. Uh, that movie holds up by the way, but continue. Oh no, oh, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Josh Hartnett maybe deserves a better career than he's had, but apparently vampires are in again. Ooh. Like a bunch of, a bunch of different people have vampire projects on their slate now. Yeah. Have you? Okay. And, yeah, yeah. and there's have, ghouls. Have I ever told you about Death Valley? It like was, the place? No, no, no. no. It was, it was, like you'd love this if you haven't seen it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it to you. Like um, um, one season, mm -hmm. it was on MTV, mm -hmm. so nobody even was aware that it was a show. Mm -hmm. Like this was forever ago, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it, but the cast is was stacked like of people who are now people, like uh, uh, Katie Lotz from from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I don't yeah. know. This is the first place I saw her. And she what? No, did she? No, she started an Arrow. And then she moved to yes, yeah. She started yeah, but but I'm saying this was way before, like because she apparently she was like a stunt lady before. Mm -hmm. before you this. can tell, but like you can tell, but you could tell in the in Death Valley, like it was kind of like I was kind of like holy shit, like how's this girl doing this? Like these are good effects for for like a show this cheap. She was doing it. She was doing but, it. But what it was was it was cops. Okay. But in Los Angeles County, but there were vampires, werewolves, and zombies. Okay. And so they were the cops dealing with vampires, werewolves, and zombies. And it was fucking great. Like it really nailed exactly what it was trying to be. They had like vampires running blood do blood uh, donation banks and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. it was, it really knew what it was doing and had a, and had a lot. What of fun did doing the it. general population know about vampires? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So they, this is similar to this. Like the the Wellington Paranormal show that's on now kind of owes a lot to uh, yeah to uh, to Death Valley in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll, I got that. Send it to her. Well, yeah, give it to me so I can show her. Because yeah, totally. she's right now. She's re, uh, watching Teen Wolf just to sort of like get right. the vibe. I remember you and Danny reminding me that that show existed on our other podcast. Yeah, as the one editing, I listened to that bit quite a bit because uh, I was cutting out all of your swears and all of the um, What's that? all of the uh, 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 politically charged uh, class warfare that that Danny was advocating for. Mm, yeah, but yeah. Uh, eat the rich and whatnot. Exactly. Oh, the one sheets. Yeah, you. Yeah, you oh. should. You should write more. Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, I probably will for the vampire idea. Yeah. Just because. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go for it. I, that, that's the thing. Like, I'll, I don't remember what it, I it literally. I wrote a Google. Like, a, I wrote half I wrote a page Google. of a Google Doc and mm -hmm. was like, "This is a good idea. I don't really have something for it yet. I just want to save what I've got yeah. in my brain." Oh, I got shitloads of those. Yeah. yeah. Um. I feel like that being a writer is yeah. just writing down stuff that. Maybe you uh, may use. I'm. I'm. Str uh, right now, I don't know if I want to go to that after I after I get your notes mm -hmm. and I sent it to Mackenzie as well, mm -hmm. uh, who has not been on the podcast yet, but might. We'll get Mackenzie on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, She'll hate it, but we'll get her. Yeah. Uh, I, after I get notes from both of you, I think I'm going to set just set it aside. For set a it while. aside and and work on something else. I think that's wise. I yeah. think uh, I have trouble doing that, but I think that but it always works out better when you do. Well, no, that's the thing. Like at a certain point, you're like, I f don't know if I can 
write this anymore without overwriting it at this point. Yeah. Like you work on something for like three or four months and you're just like, I'm sick of it. Or I'm like, I, I feel like this is as perfect as it's going to get right now. Yeah. But you're blinded by just like, the fact that you're, you've worked on it for so long. Yeah. Recently. Oh no. Yeah. I, I call it, I mean, it's just like, you can't see the forest for the trees. It's like, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. No, I've, I like, it, it really is startling to me sometimes where it's like, where I, not even intentionally, like, don't work on something for, like, a month or two, and then I come back to it, and I'm like, oh, well, the ter- terrible parts of this are obvious to yeah. anybody, anybody yeah. with eyes. Yeah. And, like, and it really is how crazy, like, how much distance you can have from yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. It, it really does feel like you are a team of people wearing different hats at different times to do different things, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is also a feeling I have experienced a lot making the short that I'm making. I'm going to, I'm going to show you some clips. Uh, You've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, like, so like it's crazy. Cause it's like sort of a, a TikToker kind of aesthetic kind of thing. And so I, you know, I'll be editing and then I'll be like, but now we need titles and we need graphic design work. And so I keep being like switching hats. It's, it's a, uh, it's hard to get into a flow, bro. But, um, welcome to tall talk. I'm your host, Will six, two. I'm Connor six, four. And this is, uh, the show where we talk about tall things in a tall way. That's the end of that statement. Um, There's nothing more that needs to be said. Nothing more that needs to be said. Uh, this week, we wanted to follow up a little bit on our conversation about the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where we had left off was we had just sort of started talking a little bit about how uh, how the internet has sort of evolved in such a way. Uh, how the internet has been, has been forced to evolve in such a way that... Uh, capitalism has sort of come to the forefront of I was going to say was it forced to evolve because of capitalism or did capitalism evolve it well that's an interesting question like and and I'm not sure that there's a way to um to dig into this without like I'm not I'm not sure there's a way to sort of describe this without sounding a little elitist but fortunately I am a little elitist so I will have no trouble uh getting into that mode um but basically like that's a good question there is okay we've talked a little bit we talked a little bit last month about how um you and i the age range that we're in the demographic that we're in tends to be more capable with computers than the average person Mm -hmm. simply because you and i were raised by parents who had enough money to have a computer Mm -hmm. at the time when computers were not like a a luxury but sort of a rarity like a new thing that it's sort of sort of come on the market Mm -hmm. and and why that's important is because uh to make a computer do anything of use at that time required some understanding of how it worked because nothing was going to work perfectly and nothing was going to uh, computers didn't have any sort of like auto features at the time yeah you had to tell it to do anything pretty much they just didn't come to you and yeah. like, 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 because at that time computers were designed as tools to use things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like the, the purpose of it was like here, it was, here is, here is the tool. You can sort of make it do what you want it to do. But and this, okay. And, th- and this is a concept called general purpose computing. Like, like this is, this, this is also important here. Okay. General purpose computing is the idea that like I buy a computer and I am then empowered to do buy or build uh, a computer and then I am then empowered to do anything that this computer is capable of doing with the hardware that it that it has mm-hmm. uh, in some cases the software as well now the software is where it becomes a problem because the so like a, a PC from 1995 general purpose computer 
anything that can be done on a computer can conceivably be done on that computer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just have to have the skill to do it, essentially. But today we have things like your iPhone or even your MacBook or something like that. And these are not general uh, computing devices because uh, your iPhone can only run iOS. And it can only, and it is not limited by hardware, it is limited by software. There are things your iPhone can do that you cannot make it do because the hardware, the software is limiting that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some good reason for that. There is some good reason for it that makes it safer for the average consumer and stuff like that. But that's sort of what we're going to get at. No, that, that is, at that today. is using the phrase, the average consumer for computers has changed since. And that's that. the point is like, is that when you, oh, sorry, like I'm not trying to just lecture you. No, no, that, that, I'm, that, that is the, that, that I think that would be a natural next stepping point in talking about this transition. Yeah. Is because there, Reports vary, but among <laughs> among nerds of my demographic, there is a concept called the Eternal September, which I'm sure you've heard of, maybe or maybe you have. I actually have not. And it is uh, oh, gray, grayer beards than mine. I think would peg it in the early '90s, like '93. I would peg it more towards 1999, something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, and the point is, there was a known factor that around sep- uh, that around September of um, every year, when kids were going back into school the internet, forums, stuff like that, would get a little bit less... Um, Active? In- intellectually rigorous, let's say. Because suddenly, instead of all of the school-age children being out playing in the sun during the summer vacation, they were now trapped at school and like were coming home every night. And so there was a lot more... Inform- a lot, there was a lot more younger people on the internet. Mm-hmm. People who didn't have as, as, as complete of an understanding of how it worked. Um, oh, so you're saying... That the collective intelligence of the internet dropped when children got involved. I wouldn't have put it in those words because I like being a member of society, but I, th- I struggle to find any point of inaccuracy in your statement. Okay. Um, but Are you saying that I shouldn't insult children? I'm saying I wouldn't insult children in a publicly recorded forum. Uh, the concept we, of we children? Speak, we can speak off, po- off podcast, and believe me, I, I, got a, I got a whole list of them with specific <laughs> complaints. Um, but I don't have complaints about specific children. I'm just saying that generally oh, what I've noticed that. is kids dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's sort of the thing. And, like, and, and so this is where the elitism I was talking about comes into play, mm-hmm. is that up until... Okay, and so, and so the eternal September is the point that essentially computing became so easily accessible. Mm-hmm. that anybody could do it mm-hmm. that anybody like AOL instant messenger like they could like anybody could sort of without a whole without knowing how computers worked they could access email or or AOL instant messenger Facebook was not even a twinkle in Zuckerberg's eye at this point although speaking of now we have people who can't type properly using computers now we have people who can't type properly we also have people whose entire experience with the internet or with computers is Facebook like literally like there there are whole countries that Facebook provides internet to, but it's only Facebook. Oh, that's a real thing. Isn't that a little dystopian and nightmarish to you? Yeah. Imagine if Facebook was the only thing on the internet for you. Like I'd hate it. That's I mean that's it's also that's why I like these like racial you know. Do they have Instagram at least? I mean that's owned by Facebook now. Yeah. Which one? Instagram. Instagram. uh, I'm sure they can access other meta properties. But uh, but the point is that like Facebook is providing sort of what amounts to company internet, you know, to to these to these countries and and being hailed for it. And it's like, 
this is not a great, this is not a great, because again, Facebook is one of the silos we were talking about last, on our last episode, which is a place where you put in content that is then locked. It's gone. Like it, it is not, it, it's not searchable from the outside web. It's mm-hmm. only searchable from within the Facebook platform. And the Facebook platform is heavily incentivized not to show you the thing that you're searching for, but to show you other things related to it. So you feel like you're getting close or you're getting angry. You see what I'm saying? Like it is, it is a bad place to be. It also makes, it gives Facebook a shitload of power as a payment processor in these countries. Close. But, but we'll, we, we can get into all that later. Uh, the point is just like, eternal September happens. You can decide when it happened, but general computing becomes easy enough that the nerdiest, most elitist graybeards feel that the IQ of the internet is lowered forever. Um, it is not a. Not a it's hard to argue that something of that nature is is probably exists because not to say, I mean, you can look at Silicon Valley and understand that being good with computers does not translate into being a well-rounded, philosophically thinking person. But, the, but at that time in particular, there was sort of a punk scene about it because now technology is where you go to make all the money in the fucking world. And so what that means is it's now laden with finance bros who have dragged the entire culture towards them. Whereas back in the day, who wanted to sit in their house typing away on a little fucking computer when you could be out, I don't know, like ripping lines and like and meeting broads, you know? Like like who would who would be home doing that? Well now you can scam people into sending you nudes, which I guess is better. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh n- n- I was making fun of the tech bros for thinking that that is a better thing than going out and finding actual women. But yeah. I think that's because the new tech bro is also well, a, I, a mixture of a Silicon Valley bro. That's what I'm saying. Like the, t- the tech bro now would have been like a Gordon Gecko in the uh, or, or whatever in the in the 80s. Like like it's all they're all just chasing the same thing, which is where is all the money? And not in crypto anymore. Not in <laughs> crypto anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You remember that Seth Green? Oh, you showed me that Seth Green. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We don't, uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to yell about that more or? Uh, this there's a, a story going on right now that Seth Green was developing a show based on an NFT that he had purchased but he somehow got scammed out of the NFT and so now can no longer make that show because he no longer owns the IP. And I don't know where to begin with this story because first of all, buying an NFT is not the equivalent of buying the IP to anything. It's not even buying an image. You're buying literally a link to the image. They could change out the image. It doesn't matter because you, you just bought a link to the image. And so I, I, I'm mystified and, and frankly feel like this has got to be some kind of like insurance scam on Seth Green's part because I'm like, I can't imagine buying an NFT without any understanding of it, somehow getting it scammed out of it, Here's and then the, believing that you can no longer make a TV a, show? A, a, from what I read, I... What's the scammer going to do? Come sue him? I didn't read any... Apparently has a, like, he's a huge NFT collector. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. No, but it's just like, obviously if he's collecting them, he has to have some semblance of understanding. Unless he's just literally like, he heard NFTs are cool, he's been, and he's, started pumping money into it without doing any research. He's been voicing Family Guy for l- almost as long as you and I have been alive. He has more money than God. Like... I guess he doesn't need to pay, pay attention to wh- how what he's buying. Literally, why not just buy everything yeah. if you're that guy? But uh, like, like I no shame on, on on him for buying an NFT. Like, like I mean, I think it's stupid. But but who well, you know spend your money how you want? But I'm just wildly confused at the incoherence because <laughs> it's of either, what appears to have gone on. It's either his incoherence or it's the media's incoherence. Yeah, I don't know which is. But if I, but, but what I'm saying obviously is obviously the media is incoherent. Obviously, the media is incoherent. But what I'm saying is, 
this has got to be like an excuse to get out of the show or something like that because it's like he's lost nothing that would enable him to make this. He never had anything that would enable him to make this show. And he's therefore lost nothing that would enable him to make this show. And even if this guy had some, even if this scammer had somehow scammed him out of his NFT and let's say that it was, there's not some like weird IP IP tribunal who's going to be like, no, what what I'm saying is like, let's say it was, it's not, but let's say it was, it did somehow contain the rights, the IP is the scammer going to come sue him in what court? Again, as we just talked about Seth green, more money than God. You're not winning in America. I'll tell you that much. So if somebody just did it for the lulls, good for them. Yeah. But also, it, it shouldn't have affected anything. Yeah. Eternal September. I am going to stay on this. And, and it's turning out this is another, uh, another one of uh, the podcasts where Will just lectures at Connor for an hour. Um, lucky Connor. You don't have an hour. Yeah, I don't have an hour. I've only got a few more minutes. <laughs> but uh, I think the point is made at this point, which is that... Which is that um, as people realize how much money is to be made on the internet, forces that are not interested in creating value for people for nothing start moving in. And at that point, it becomes counterproductive for these, these financial entities that the internet is built on public domain, a public domain system of, of tubes and wires, you know, like of stuff of people sharing with each other, of people opening stuff up to each other. Not to say there was not paid kind of material on there, but, but the basic underlying principles, the way the internet worked, the way computers worked, were all accessible to anybody who had the skill to get to it. Yeah. And that skill was kind of a filter. It was kind of, it was, it was a reasonable filter in a lot of ways. Now, it also filtered out, I think, a lot of, uh, of diversity that maybe would be helpful had that been there at the beginning of this whole system forming. Um, but I don't think we're qualified to do. I don't that. think we're, and I, I don't think that that's our story to tell. Yeah. Um, but I would be very interested to hear it told by, uh, on our show. Maybe we can, maybe we can find somebody who uh, who uh, who could tell that story. I'm sure I had a point at the beginning of all this. Uh, Eternal September. Yeah, yeah. We are now on this sort of downswing where people are no longer having to learn about a computer to use a computer. And in fact, they are, they are aggressively incentivized not to learn how to do things. They are aggressively incentivized to just be I know you enjoy, auto-magical yeah, and stuff I, like that. I know that. you enjoy Apple. And I do agree with you. They're the least of, of many evils, evils. in my opinion. But I do think that one of the things that I don't like about them is that they try very hard to make it... If, they try to make it very hard for people to understand how their machines work. Well, they do and they don't. I mean, I will say, like... like Hardware-wise. In their, in their defense, yeah. they release a lot of white papers, like which, which are sort of technical, technical documents. Yeah. They're blueprints of how this works. Yeah. Um, for every, all their cloud systems and stuff like that. I meant hardware mostly. And I get that. I will say they are in the hardware business. That is what they are selling. Yeah. Like, like, and that's, that is a key reason why I am more likely to trust them in some cases, not all cases, mm-hmm. some cases than others. Because Microsoft... And Google the, are the only other two people who are really offering a consumer operating system, Chrome mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and Windows. Uh, both are all in on advertising within the operating system itself. Yeah. Like they are tracking what you do within it and they are selling your data to advertising. And the other operating system. Within systems. the fucking operating system. Like that makes me so fucking mad. I can barely, I can, like I see red when, I, when that happens because it's like, no, fuck you. Like, that's like selling me a house that has ads built into it all the time. It's like, no, this is a, this is a commodity, bro. Like, this is not, you don't get to fucking do it. It's not a service. And it, it frankly blows my mind 
that this is a thing that is happening and, and that this is a thing that is being allowed to happen. And it, it, it's a culmination of 20 years of people being like, well, free with ads, that's fine by me. This is all been to soften people up for this shit. I mean, this is how you get fucking Ready Player One world where like, I, I haven't actually seen it, but, but or read it. Because, the on. book's bad. Yeah, like I could tell the book was bad just by looking at it. But I assume the movie like Blade Runner, but with more ads. It's, it's like the metaverse. Okay, see, I'm already angry about that too. But like, it's yeah. it's the meta. It it is. It, the metaverse is taken is probably designed by people who saw Ready Player One. No, no, like, no, no, no. That's good. No, what happened was Neil Stephenson and and William Gibson wrote fucking cool novels in the late '80s and early '90s that the fucking tech nerds of today grew up reading. And Mark Zuckerberg's like, I'm gonna make a multiverse. And then Ready Player One guy like is doing derivative writing off of. The tech guy is derivative writing off of Neil. Neil Stephenson is a writer everyone should read because he is fucking weird and <laughs> foresees a lot of things. Um, That's also, he, he just writes the way my brain works. Like, like everything becomes these... I, I, I don't know the man. I, oh, I've never heard these names. I will send you some Neil, Steph- Neil Stephenson. Yeah, give me some titles. He, uh, I'll go to the library. Uh, crypt- hey. Cryptonomicon is fucking phenomenal. Cryptonomicon? Uh, okay. The Diamond Age is fucking great. Okay. Snow Crash is probably... Snow Crash is the one you should start with. Okay. Snow Crash is... And it is the most multiversal by far. Oh. Or, or metaversal. Um, oh. uh, he, but he also writes in like... I think you'll, you'll dig it right too because he writes like... Think, it becomes this this nested doll of things that he's telling you because everything like sort of pops out a little bit more mm-hmm. and a little bit more and so he keeps mm-hmm. and so you you end up learning a lot about how things work just by reading his okay. stories it's interesting um, we'll get there mm-hmm. it's a whole thing we should do books at some point uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm bring gonna, Danny I'm back for that I'm gonna write that down yeah yeah we'll bring, get hot girl novels back in here yeah. but um, I don't know it just it, the, the advertising thing makes me so angry because it is just it is no. The fact that it's been normalized to the degree that it has been is concerning, and I, I don't see any sign of it slowing down. Like I don't see the general population getting sick of it. Like maybe now, because the idea that although it's it's not Netflix's whole controversy about how they're going to start doing ads. Yeah. It there is n- no one is taking that in stride, which I agree, uh, I'm happy for. But the problem is, is that I don't think that people are uh, upset about the ads. I think that people are upset about the fact that Netflix's ad version is not free. That's interesting. I, I, that's not been my perception Mm. of it, but, but I, but maybe that's just an, maybe that's just an added insult in my mind of it. of just like, so you're going to make an ad version and you're still going to charge people. I think, I mean, I think Netflix, benefits slightly from having existed before this was all digital. Yeah. And so people were used to paying for DVDs coming in the mail. And so it's always been a premium product, quote unquote, air quote kind of things. Like, like yeah. the, the simple fact of paying for something, that's, that's part of what pisses me off is for a long time, at least it was free with ads and tracking, pay for it, and, and, and it's private. And that was a model I didn't love, but I could understand. Um, but the problem with that model quickly becomes the people who can both pay for something to, to remove ads and have the knowledge and desire to do so tend to be the most valuable people to advertise to because the people with money who know what the fuck they're doing. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah. and so that's untenable long-term. That's what's destroyed Google over time is that Google, Google's, uh, site, uh, Google's re- search results are worse now than they've ever been. 
Oh, I hate it. I, I can't Google things anymore. I'm literally paying for a private search engine because it's wonderful. I, I use a free one. Kagi, look it up. Co- or Kogi. Kogi. Kogi? K-A-G-I. Look it up. It's wonderful. I, I, I tend to use the, um, I don't remember what it's called right now. Uh, it's one of that where like every like five searches plants a new tree. Oh, Ecosia. Yeah, oh, Ecosia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecosia yeah. yeah, is great too. Yeah. I, I was like, uh, that one is free. Yeah, no, totally. And it's and and it is. They're planting trees. It's good. It's it's a good thing. Kogi was something that um, it aligns third. Like they're essentially like you're going to pay us ten like five ten bucks a month in exchange. We're not going to sell shit, and we're going to keep making this work great. That's mm-hmm. and they, and they're very much that's their deal. Like yeah. I'm I'm I support this greatly. Um, um, but that, so yeah, the, the point is just that like advertising has eaten. I mean, this is not even to get into the fact that Facebook fucked over the internet 100% uh, because there was a while, there's about 10 years ago, Facebook suddenly starts releasing all these studies that say like people really want video on the internet. They love video on the internet. Like that's what people want. They want more video content. They want to watch things in videos. Nobody wants to read your articles. They want to see videos of things. Uh, and so Facebook at that time was already a pretty big advertiser and they were essentially strong arming the people advertising on their platform to start creating video ads and that kind of thing. Uh, because they're like, we're going to promote video. We're, we're going to demote text because people want video. Um, so a whole shitload of, of, of media of, of companies shifted into video advertising almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. It came out later. This was not true. Nobody wanted to watch video. People like text, but Facebook saw YouTube as a competitor and needed some way to supercharge the amount of video on their net on their platform, which had the side the corollary benefit for them of you can't search video. So like it was already walling off their garden before, before this was even really uh, like their policy of, of blocking Google, of blocking search engines, of blocking anything like that. Um, so th- there are a number of ways in which Facebook in particular is singularly responsible for the nightmare of, of what the internet has become. Um, anyways, I, I don't know. I'm, I, 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 but I, uh, I know we don't have a ton of time here. And so okay. I, I want, I want to end on a note of yeah. happiness. Okay. Um, Connor, thank you so much for your patience as I've essentially just yelled things, uh, that I usually yell at my cat at you for an hour. Uh, next, if you want to do a Godzilla follow up next oh, week, I'm very what? open to it. I, I enjoy being a stand in for a cat. Well, you're, you're much prettier than my cat, so. You know. I don't believe that. No, he is. He is. Again, again, angular, aquiline jaw, uh, dark, flashing eyes, smile that makes you melt. Ladies, if he wasn't married. I thought you were talking about the cat. Yeah, it's too bad. Too bad, too bad for you, ladies. Um, but uh, uh, the, the thing that I want to say is the, the one spark of hope here is that it seems like the guys and, and, and gals and everybody else in my, in my sort of position where the ones entrusted with technology by the people around them who are not, who don't really get it as much mm-hmm. have all kind of hit a fucking wall. Uh, the ads in, in windows really pissed a lot of people off and there's a bunch of other shit going on that I wouldn't get into, but I've seen repeatedly calls more and more often in the places where these guys gather saying, we need to stop being the guy to build this stuff. Maybe somebody else will build it, but don't you build it just cause someone else will come along and build it. Just don't build it. And maybe they can't find anybody to build it because fuck these guys. And like, and so that's also turned into a thing called the Fediverse, which is, which is, which is pushing for people to start self-hosting. It's, it's a way, it is a bunch of guys making the simplest version possible mm-hmm. of things to self-host so that mm-hmm. people who know nothing can ideally press a button 
started running a thing and then have their own little instance of like Twitter or, or Facebook that they connect specifically to other instances. The idea being there's no centralized gatekeeper. There's no Facebook that can say, promote, demote. We want this, we don't want this. And so it's are, like the internet version of ham radio? It is. And there are concerns about that too. I don't want to be ridiculous here. Like there's going to be fucking Nazis. Like, and there's, a, but the Fediverse has built in there's controls for that. Fucking kind of Nazis. Thing. They've built in ways to sort of gate off those places that you don't like, which also has the potential for abuse. But the potential for abuse is suddenly put into the hands of the people running servers in their local communities rather than fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And I think that that is and I, we, hugely beneficial. I, I want to ask a question, but I'm worried that it's going to put, put, uh, pull I'll, us down a, a rabbit hole. I'll, I'll let me say one more thing, and then you can ask your question. Okay. The other thing that brings me hope is there is a huge push right now for open source hardware. I own a laptop mm -hmm. that is made from entirely open source materials. Mm -hmm. I know everything that goes on in it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing they can do. And no, it's not the framework. People who are going to shit all over me. It's one that's actually entirely open source, although I love framework, too. Um, <laughs> Connor, ask your question. So you mentioned that the group that is mostly pushing this for this change is people of your generation. Not of my generation. I mean, like, like IT, IT people. Okay, like, IT people is I mean. good. Okay, yeah. so, so my, that slightly changed my question, yeah. but I'm worried. I was a little worried that, like, maybe this is a, and I'm going to use this term sarcastically, a, an old farts point movement? of view yeah. movement, and that the younger generation, the Generation Z uh, Zillennials, uh, you know, the people in their 20s and, and teens aren't becoming a part of that because they're just focused on the latest social media. So here's here's what's interesting. Um, there's definitely a large group of Gen Z that is, like you're saying, just sort of on to the next thing, on to the next thing. But I think that's true of anybody. It's true. What I have noticed is there's kind of a, a, a mere reflection of a lot of the values I'm talking about in a lot of Gen Z because a lot of Gen Z is reduce, recycle, reuse. Um, so an iPhone can't be upgraded. An iPhone will break. It'll have to be thrown away. A lot of the components will have to be thrown away. Mm -hmm. um, it would be better if those components were individually replaceable. Now, the iPhone's sort of an interesting point for that one. But like, but a laptop, oh, your laptop, well, for example. I, I, you I, I, iPhone is specifically trying to fight that. It's specifically trying to fight it. And, like, and there's not, there, there are some reasons that like, given that, given who uses the iPhone and where it is available, like basically I am open to arguments about locking down phones specifically because they have so much critical information on them. You're walking around with them all the time. Other people can get a hold of them easily. Not, desktop. Fuck you. My desktop. Keep your goddamn hands yeah. off. Not to, not to derail this again yeah. after a second question, but I just think it's very funny that, um, Apple has a, I don't know if it's a clause or a contract or whatever, but bad guys can't use iPhones. In, oh yeah. In That's media. True, true story. Um, which is why in, a Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everyone knew who like the twist bad guy was because she was the only person who didn't have an iPhone. And I'm yeah. just like, what a weird. The thing is, it's not. It's not that they. It's not that they. It's not that you can't because a company can't really stop you from doing that. What they do is they give a box full of free shit to every to every production, and they say you can have this box full of free shit if your bad guys don't use iPhones. That's yeah. You got to turn down that box if yeah. you want your bad guys to look like actual bad guys. Because let's be honest. If you see a bad guy who's using a fucking Android phone, don't you think a little bit less of their competence? Yeah, I don't want my bad guys to be incompetent. Well, it's like, it's like, it's like, what other bad guys are you hang out with? Low class ones? Yeah, I don't want someone greening up my iPhone, my yeah. iMessage. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, well, oh, oh, that, oh, that's a joke cool, because cool, you know, cool, cool, cool phone, bro. Did you root it yet? Like, nerds. 
nerds. Uh, and I said anyway, this is I do have to go. Okay, okay. Connor's got to get out of here. Uh, he's got to go be beautiful elsewhere for his uh, his, his uh, wife. This has been Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". And that's how the weather is up here. Yay the internet. Yay the internet indeed. Well, partially yay the internet. Yay what the internet could be. Yay, Will. Because I've always been big boy.